We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, December the 16th, 2019. On today's show, I break down South Carolina's 67-54 win over the Clemson Tigers. I'll give my takeaways, talk about the game, and talk about what this win means for the rest of the 2019-2020 basketball season. Also, some news and notes to get to your listener questions and voicemails, and a fantastic interview with future Gamecocks running back Marshawn Lloyd as we discuss his recruiting process, why he chose South Carolina, and much, much more. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast being to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing, has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits as well, including long-term fixed rate financing for 20 years, down payments as low as 15%, competitive rates, and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're a cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, when you're making a big time life decision like this, especially when you're getting a mortgage, you're buying land, you're building a house, whatever it may be, you want to make sure you have the right people in your corner, those you can trust, those you can depend on that are going to make the process. And when you're doing this, super simple, super easy. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. A lot of people ask those guys over Axel Farm Credit, do you finance lot loans? That's a question they get a lot. As long as it's not within the city limits, Ag South Farm Credit can finance lot loans. So a lot of people come to them when they found the perfect lot, but they aren't ready to build their dream home just yet. So for example, lake lots are really popular among their demographic. And yes, they can do construction loans when you are ready. So they can take care of that for you. They can do lot loans. They make that process, like I mentioned, super simple, super easy for you. If you want more, if you have more questions, if you want more answers on lot loans, give those guys a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. Again, that's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C.com slash T-S-U-S. Ag South and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619788. Again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it.
Hello, happy Monday, everyone. I'm Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. And what a happy Monday it is. Anytime the South Carolina Gamecocks beat the Clemson Tigers, it is a great day. As you can hear, I am very, very hyper, excited, whatever you want to call it, whatever adjective you want to use, pumped up. Pumped to be talking to you guys on a Monday. Going to break down the entire game that was on Sunday at Little John Coliseum Gamecocks. Taking it to the Tigers, getting the 67-54 win. Feels so, so good. Feels so good to beat Clemson in a men's sport. One of the big three. It it feels very, very, very good. I am going to enjoy this one all week long and talk my shit. So I encourage you all to do the same as well. Before we get into everything, obviously going to break down the game in its entirety. A couple housekeeping items really quickly. If you haven't done so, Go rate, subscribe to the show. Go leave a five-star review. Leave your feedback and leave your thoughts. But please, go leave five stars. It helps other people find the show. It actually helps boost up the podcast. If you can do that for me, go leave a five-star review. And also, if you have not done so, you're listening to this and you're not subscribed, click that subscribe button. You're going to get notifications each and every single day when the new podcast drops. So make sure you're subscribed and make sure you go leave a five-star review as well. Uh, One other thing. The Spurs Up Show, well, actually two other things, but the Spurs Up Show Bowl Pick'em League. If you guys are familiar with ESPN.com, they do the Capital One Bowl Mania, the Pick'em League. I'm going to put the link on social media as well, but anyone who wants to participate, wants to play, the group is created on ESPN.com. It's simply called the Spurs Up Show. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun, obviously. Again, the Gamecocks not being in a bowl game, I figure, hey, we could still enjoy the bowl season. So if you guys want to go join that, the group name is the Spurs Up Show. It's a public group. We'll probably do for the winner, like a piece of merch or something like that. I'm still kind of trying to decide what the prize is going to be. But if you guys want to join that, I will be putting the link on social media as well. I think it'd be a pretty fun thing to do for all of us. Um, also, one of the things, once you guys go look forward to, obviously it is signing day week. December the 18th, Wednesday is signing day or the first day that players can sign in the early signing period. Going to have full coverage on that. Going to be a fun day Wednesday. Going to be really going all day long. Some different pieces of content. So you guys be sure to stay tuned for that. All right, let's talk about it. South Carolina beats the Clemson Tigers 67-54 to in a game that really was really, really sloppy early on. You know, it's funny. South Carolina basically led this entire game. And I, I felt good about the prospects of the Gamecocks winning going into the game. And as the game was going on, you could tell, in my opinion, that South Carolina was the better basketball team. Um, Gamecocks led at half, 28-26. to Obviously, outscored Clemson by 11 in the second half to win 67-54. to When you just take a look at some of the stats, Gamecocks shoot 45% from the field, 44% from three-point range. Clemson shooting just 28% from the field and 28% from three-point uh, three range as well. I feel like those stats really tell you everything you have to know about this game. A.J. Lawson leading the way for the Gamecocks. 20 points on the night. He was 8 of 15 on field goals, 4 of 7 from three. Played 30 minutes for South, South Carolina. I thought was phenomenal and was the guy I talked about before. This is the type of A.J. Lawson you need to see on a more consistent basis. I thought he was that guy. He's, he, he, he played like the guy South Carolina needs him to play like each and every single time they take the four. But I talked about all last week, especially on the Friday show, about how big of a game this was and how important this was for Frank Martin and just kind of the Gamecocks fan base feelings about him and the basketball program and sort of what's going on. I I don't want to undersell like how big of a win I think this was to go on the road, not just win the rivalry game, but go on the road, dominate, really dominate and win in the type of fashion they won in. I thought was was phenomenal. I think speaks volumes to this team. I thought the biggest difference, and I said this sort of in my post game reaction, but 
you know, the biggest problem for South Carolina we talked about is that the Gamecocks are giving up way too many baskets outside. Like when the, the opponent was open, they're making all their threes, and the Gamecocks simply aren't hitting their shots. I mean, it sounds simple, but it's the, it, kind of the facts. South Carolina flipped the script. I think the Gamecocks really flipped the script Sunday night. Um, you know, they hit a lot of their shots. Again, when you shoot 44% from three-point range, you will certainly take that. I thought the Gamecocks guards played a lot better. Obviously, A.J. Lawson leading the way, but Jair Bolden hit some big shots. Jermaine Kuznar hit some big shots. I thought it was interesting the way that Frank kind of shuffled the lineup a little bit. You saw guys like Trey Hannibal in there early in the first half. Nathan Nelson was in there, which I think a lot of us still don't understand why he played a ton. No, you know, no disrespect to him. It was just kind of surprising. But overall, this was just a game you had to have. You could not afford to let the losing streak go to four straight years and to get the win again the way they did, I thought, is a big deal. And I, again, think it speaks volumes to this coaching staff, this team's character. And we know, listen, we knew about this team. There is talent. There are weapons. I talked about that on a, on Friday's show when I was breaking down the game that I think the Gamecocks have more weapons. You know, I thought South Carolina had more weapons. Again, I thought the guards finally really showed up and showed out. And this looked like the team that I really expected to see all season long. Um, you know, I, I thought you what you saw on Sunday night as well as a just a true Frank Martin team in the sense of playing that suffocating defense. Um, Gamecocks, again, you hold a team to 28% from the field, 28% from three-point range. Tevin Mack was their leading scorer, a guy that came in averaging, I think, just over 13 points per game. You held him to just three points, one for eight from the field, one for six from three-point range, a guy that South Carolina was able to frustrate all night long. Um, and again, really just what you expect from a Frank Martin coach team. Very A lot of tenacity on the defensive side. I thought the Gamecocks played very, very physical. I thought that was one of the reasons South Carolina pulled away, um, was able to pull away in the second half. They were the more physical team. Um, and like I said, when the Gamecocks had open looks, they made them. I mean, they, they, they flat out made them. Um, again, A.J. Lawson, the guy that I think you've got to highlight in this one. He's, I mean, the, the A.J. Lawson that we saw Sunday in Clemson, is the A.J. Lawson South Carolina is going to need week in, week out, every single time it takes the floor. I mean, he is your best player. There's no doubt he is your best player. He's got to play like an again, 20 points. The way he played, it just it, – it, it, it speaks for itself, really. Again, I thought this game was so important. You had to have it. You can't undersell how important the rivalry game is. Even though Clemson fans, I'm sure right now, if you're a Gamecock fan, listen to this, which I'm sure you are – you know, Clemson fans are basically going to pretend like basketball is not really even a sport anymore and that it doesn't matter and all blah, 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 whatever. Um, this is a big game. It's a big game for both programs, and, it, you know, it, it should be celebrated. I mean, it's a big win for the Gamecocks. And, again, I think a big weight lifted off the shoulders of Frank Martin. That was actually Frank Martin's first ever win at Little John Coliseum, which I thought was really, really interesting. So, again, one that you had to have um, – how much momentum can this South Carolina basketball team really take from that game? Again, you, you have a week off, basically, until you go to Virginia and play those guys next Sunday. I will say this, too, and I, I didn't want to say it during the game because, you know, I, I didn't want to jinx South Carolina necessarily, but Clemson is a bad basketball team. Like, just watching that game, and I'm not trying to take anything away from South Carolina, obviously, but – God, I mean, you, you should have beaten that team by double digits. Like, Clemson's a bad, bad basketball team. Um, that was just my opinion, just watching those guys. I mean, they were bad. They were very, very, very bad. If South Carolina isn't playing some of the sloppiest basketball we've ever seen in the first half, I mean, the Gamecocks might win this one by 20-plus. Like, no questions asked. I just – watching that game, I mean, again, I, you know, the score was close after the first half, but I felt like watching that game the entire time that 
I was South Carolina is the better basketball team, like top to bottom, athletes wise, just amount of um, amount of weapons wise. There was never a doubt in my mind the Gamecocks were the better basketball team. Um, so overall, again, a big win, a win you had to have. Again, you snap that ugly three year losing streak. You get back on the right side of things, and a big win not just for the basketball team again, but this athletics program. Just the struggles that the men's sports have had against Clemson to be able to go to their place and win with authority and you know I think we saw some frustration from the Clemson side in the post game when uh Jair Bold and Tevin Mack kind of got into a shouting match and the two teams don't even shake hands which we love your tears your tears are amazing thank you so much they are delicious um and that video was so awesome after the game if you didn't see it we threw it up on social media so awesome after the game of Clemson not shaking hands with South Carolina um but overall, yeah, I mean, a big win, one you had to have. And like I said, can South Carolina pull anything from this game and maybe build some momentum? You only got two non-conference games left, one at Virginia and then Stetson at home. Realistically, you're probably going to lose at Virginia and you're going to beat Stetson. Um, so, what, you're probably looking at going eight and five, um, going going into SEC play at eight and five, which – you know, is a lot better than if you would have lost this Clemson game. So either way, though, like I said on Friday's show, if you're not going to be a tournament team year in and year out, you've got to beat your rival. You have got to win these games, especially when Clemson's not good. And they're not good this year. I was shocked, honestly, Sunday morning when I checked and the Clemson Tigers were a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I thought that was a little absurd. I wish I'd have thrown money on USC plus five and a half, honestly. But overall, Gamecocks, I thought, really flexed their muscles. I mean, South Carolina just had too much for Clemson. We've got, we had more playmakers. We had more guys that could shoot the basketball, even with the sloppiness. I mean, you think after the first half, both teams had more turnovers than field goals made. Um, crazy. Clemson also did not have a field goal the last six minutes and 38 seconds of the game. So, I mean, you think just how good South Carolina's defense was. And I think that's going to be more so the key for them as you go through the rest of the season is that South Carolina's going to have to play dominant defense. They're going to have to be physical, get in the other team's face, use the press. They're going to have to play that dominant defense because, you know, A.J. Lawson's not going to have 20 in every night, unfortunately, even though I think that is the guy he needs to be for South Carolina to be successful. Um, but overall, that that's just – a Frank Martin team functions so much better when you're playing that type of defense. I mean, just period, point blank. It's pretty simple there. Um, I thought another guy that made a big impact in this game was Keyshawn Bryant. I think you cannot you cannot understate the or excuse me you cannot overstate the importance and how how big of a returner he has been for South Carolina coming back from that injury. I just think a guy that and I would say you know Trey Hannibal as well is another guy that really. When he's on the floor, he's not perfect necessarily, but the energy that he brings to South Carolina, the energy that he brings to the floor and the way the team responds to it is it's just so noticeable. I mean, you saw a couple big slams from A.J. Lawson, from Trey Hannibal. Keyshawn Bryant had a big block in that game, making some big-time plays for South Carolina. And, again, these are not guys that are necessarily perfect, but – they're guys you have to have on the floor, and they change the dynamic of the Gamecocks basketball team when they are on the floor. So, overall, a really, really, really good win for South Carolina. Again, a win you had to have, a win Frank Martin absolutely needed. And it just, again, you have not had the best start to your season as far as non-conference concerned. You know, already having four losses. You're not off to the greatest start. But if you ask any Gamecocks basketball fan, and maybe I'm, you know – 
if I'm wrong on this, I would love to hear you guys' feedback. But I think if you just ask any Gamecocks basketball fan, again, if you're not going to be a year-in, year-out tournament contender, you got to at least beat Clemson. Like, you got to give your fans something to feel good about. And South Carolina fans can certainly feel good about that win we saw on Sunday night. 67-54 win. Really a dominating performance overall, especially in the second half. So, feels really, really good. I know I, I am – I loved it. You guys can probably tell on social media in the post-game reaction. I, I loved it. it. It's just so nice to finally kind of get off the schneid in regards to men's sports, if you will. Obviously, I know football is not, is not going the way we all want, but according to Clemson fans, football is also the only sport that even exists. So it's nice to remind them that, hey, there are other sports out there, and we're kind of dominating you and everything else. So, um, yeah, anyway, so, I mean, right now, you think the Gamecocks have beaten Clemson in basketball, beaten Clemson in baseball. The Palmetto series is always lopsided. We know that. Obviously, football not going the way we want, but a nice win. A win again, just a win you had to have, and you give Gamecock fans something to feel good about. So let's just all revel in that. Um, all right, perfect. It's actually funny. One more thing before we get off here, or not before we get off here, but uh, one more thing before I move off this topic. It was funny. I actually saw someone on social media that actually replied to me and said, "It's nice to see you in a good mood." And I was like, "Well, that that's what winning can do for you." You guys hear my voice right now? That's what winning can do. The fun is in the winning, right? So, feels good to win. Feels good to beat Clemson. I said after the game, I don't care if it's basketball, baseball, ping pong. We're having a chugging contest. Like, I don't care what it is. You beat Clemson. It is a good day to be a Gamecock when you beat Clemson. Um, all right, going to move into some news and notes, your listener questions in our interview, which is phenomenal. Cannot wait for you guys to hear. Before we do so, I want to tell you about my friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped, the best in men's blow-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Guys, we've all been there, right? We're getting ready, whatever we're doing. We're taking care of ourselves. We're going out on a date, or we're meeting a girl for the first time, or we're just taking care of ourselves, right? We, we, I know the listeners of the Spurs Up show, the fans of the Spurs Up show, they take care of themselves better than any fans of any other podcast. I'm just going to throw that out there. But we've all been there. We cut ourselves. We nick ourselves. It hurts. It's painful. It's uncomfortable. Never again. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up to this. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Guys, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Guys, Take it from me as someone that is using this product on the daily. It is a game changer. You don't, you, you really won't believe it that this lawnmower 2.0 works the way that it's, it, it works the way that it says it does. It really does. It really is a game changer. Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their perfect package 2.0, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there as well. And guys, it's 2019. It's about to be 2020. Let's leave this in 2019. Let's leave using the same razor on your face that you use on your balls. Let's leave that. In, don't, don't bring that into 2020 with you. Leave that in 2019, all right? Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, by the way, I'm thankful for their Crop Reviver as well. I use this stuff, guys. It smells phenomenal, by the way. I just want to throw that out there first off. Smells phenomenal. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And all these products, like I said, they, like I said they smell phenomenal. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean, which I'm sure you do. Their perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. Guys, it's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's 
high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs. Guys, tis the season of Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, whoever it may be, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Guys, with the holidays coming up, what, we're like just two weeks away, or maybe less. We're nine days away, actually, from Christmas. This is the perfect gift. Ladies, if you're listening to this, this is the perfect gift to get your man. This is the perfect gift to get your friend, your brother, your cousin, your dad, your uncle. Hell, get it for yourself. This is a product you need for yourself. It's going to change the way you take care of your body. We could all use an upgrade in that regard, right? Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code GAMECOCKS. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping, guys. This is a crazy deal. You're saving money around the holidays. You get something that's going to benefit yourself. Guys, invest in yourself, right? Invest in your personal hygiene. That's manscaped.com, promo code Gamecocks. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you later. All right, let's move into some news and notes, and we'll get into this interview. Uh, we'll get to your listener questions, then we'll get into this interview. Uh, Luke Doty named South Carolina's Mr. Football over the weekend. Ho-hum, the guy is a freak. Um, Luke Doty, though, really an awesome award for him, a guy that um, I know Gamecock fans, including myself, are very, very excited to see him garnet in black. But overall, Luke Doty named South Carolina Mr. Football. Um, also, Gamecock's picking up two commitments over the weekend, three-star linebacker Daryl Ware, uh, who's going to be uh, be a preferred walk-on, and then five-star kicker Mitch Jeter, which it's funny to see the amount of Clemson fans that freaked out about this. Listen, I understand kickers are not rated the same as position players. You do not have to keep telling me and tweeting at me about his status as a five-star. Kickers are rated differently. If you go on the Coles kicker rating website, whatever, he is a five-star kicker. Like, I don't know what you want me to say, but the dude's a five-star kicker. Either way, who gives a damn? He's a good kicker, obviously. It's kind of funny, though. Clemson fans just freaking about that. Um, lastly, Jam Williams announces he is transferring to Georgia State to play with Sean Elliott. So, I, I think uh, – very, very interesting there. We knew Jam, obviously. We already knew that he was transferring, but going to Georgia State, going to link up with Sean Elliott. Very, very interesting there. Um, all right, have a couple listener questions. I actually have a voicemail I want to get to as well. So let's start with the voicemail. It comes from our friend uh, Thomas. So let's go ahead and get into this. Hey, Spurs up, Sean Chris. I uh, just wanted to ask a question here for you. Uh, this is Thomas. Um, anyways, I wanted to see. Uh, um, if you thought that this win, obviously it's a huge win, no, no questions about, you know, no question about that one. Do you think this uh, gets some momentum going, Kempsey, enough to take us uh, to the NCAA tournament this year? Obviously, 7-4, uh, and four, uh, you know, looking at the win, they get a win over Stimson. Uh You would assume at home you take care of business there. Um, Virginia, again, I'm not saying we can't win, obviously. Uh, very, you know, I'm not going to – I don't want to say we can or cannot win that game, um, but uh, obviously we'd have to play the, our best game of the season by far. Um, however, with, with even without that win, if we're at 8-5 uh, going into league play, do you think we could get enough momentum again? We went 11-7 last year in the league. However, we did have Chris Silva on the team. We don't have him this year. A lot of new faces, but we do have a guy named A.J. Lawson, which was just huge in the public game, just made – threes and dagger uh, I mean a dagger three there that put us back up 11 when they were kind of kind of making a run there um, and then we got Kutzar which again he may not be an off- offensive uh, you know powerhouse like Silva but well, you know he, he, he he's, a, he's a guy that gets you that board when you need it 
uh, and he made his free throws at the end of the game. Uh, he tacked the rim. Um, I think this team could get better. Um, I don't know. Looking at the schedule, it's, it's a lot of toss-up games, in my opinion. I'm hoping if they get the 19-20 wins right around the end of March or beginning of March into February, they might have a chance to get in. I, I don't know. It depends on a lot of factors. But just want to get your thoughts on that and see, you know, what you think. Uh, would it need to happen for them to make a run at the tournament? I mean, um, got a pretty tough schedule. Um, now they got, it looks like, you know, pretty decent win on the resume. Um, and then, of course, they're going to a tough conference where they can get a lot of opportunities for quality wins. The teams like Auburn and Tennessee and Florida, um, so in Kentucky. So looking at that, um, you know, just want to get your thoughts on um, how you feel after this win about our chances of making the postseason or pushing for a NCAA tournament spot. Well, again, uh, you do great uh, show uh, there, Chris. I uh, really appreciate your content and, um, and outlook and perspective on Gamecock athletics. And uh, it was fun watching and kind of, uh, you know, seeing what you had to say about the game. Again, uh, thanks for the great show, and uh, go Cox. All right, Thomas, appreciate the kind words, my man. So, you talking about uh, Gamecock basketball, do you think this can propel South Carolina to make a run to the NCAA tournament? <sighs> you know, I, it's not a great answer, but I'm not 100% sure just because, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. I, I think the damage may be done in non-conference. Like, I just don't know how good of a record you'd realistically have to have to make the tournament at this point. Um, be, you know, you'll be eight and five going into in going into conference play. South Carolina does seem to put it together and play much, much better in conference play since Frank Martin has been there. So, I mean, you know, if you start stringing some wins together and you kind of get hot, I mean, is it possible? Sure. I think more so right now, I think this is probably more so of an NIT team versus an NCAA tournament team. But again, you never know. So, um, you know, the Gamecocks have just, AJ Lawson's got to play out of his mind. You know, Mike Coatsar's got to continue to be, to be that senior leader for South Carolina. Um, I think Keyshawn Bryant needs to continue to get more involved. Uh, I, I think that's a big thing as well. And, I, you know, I just think the, 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 the sky's the limit with this team, I guess you could say, but there are still issues. Let, let's, let's be honest. There are still issues on this basketball team. Like I said, I don't think Clemson was very good at all. I, I don't think Clemson's a good basketball team at all. So, I'm still kind of in wait-and-see mode. I mean, again, if you can get that type of play from A.J. Lawson every single night, you're going to have a good opportunity to, you know, possibly make a run. But it's not something where I'm I'm ready to make that prediction that South Carolina is going to be a tournament team. I think you're more so looking at the NIT at this point, again, because I think realistically you're 8-5 and going into conference play. And like you said, I mean, South Carolina went 11-7 and last year. I mean, you'd probably have to go – You'd probably have to go like thirteen and five realistically to have a shot to make the NCAA tournament. I, I just, I you know, this team still has some some issues. So we'll we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I think again, adding back in Keyshawn Bryant is a big big piece, um, and I think if he can continue to develop, it's going to make this basketball team really really good and a threat and really dangerous in conference play. But I'm still kind of in wait and see mode because again, I don't think Clemson was that great of a team, and I think there are still a lot of things this team needs to work through. But again, like I said before. If you're not going to make the NCAA tournament or if you're going to be a team, like, you have to beat Clemson. You just have to beat Clemson. Um, and it was a win you had to have. And I know Gamecock fans, just like yourself and myself, were ecstatic that it happened. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if nothing else, this will be an interesting rest of the basketball season for sure. Um, all right, let's get in these listener questions here. 
Let's see. Colson Varnado, do you think we should try Joiner? He's an athlete. Um, I don't know what you mean by try him. I think that – which I'm kind of surprised that it sounds like he's leaning towards staying. Um, I, I think that's very, very surprising. Uh, I think they'll want to put him at wide receiver. I think that's kind of the plan for him. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see on that front. Zach underscore Gale 23, who do you predict the three weekend pitchers will be this season? We got a baseball question. I love that. Right now, if I had to project, I think Carmen Majinski's your Friday guy. Um, I, I think – and this is just my projection. Again, I think Carmen's your Friday guy, though, no doubt. And then Saturday, Sunday, obviously, your, your job's right now that are open. But I – I would like to see Danny Lloyd on Saturday. And I, I think Danny Lloyd's a guy you can either put at the front end of the rotation or the back end as your closer. But to me, when you look at the guys you face in the SEC, you need as many guys with nasty stuff in your starting rotation as you can get. And when you have a guy like Danny Lloyd who throws 95 miles an hour now, has a wipeout slider, has a solid changeup, that to me is a guy you need in your starting rotation. So I think Danny Lloyd is your Saturday guy. That's probably who I would go with right now. And I think Sunday you're going to see right-handed pitcher Brandon Jordan, a newcomer, really liked what I saw from him in the fall, repeatable delivery, a guy that fills the zone up, pitches with a downward angle, and a guy that seemed like a bulldog, like a guy that the moment's not too big for him. That's just what I think right now. Um, so, yeah, Majinski, Lloyd, and then Brandon Jordan on Sunday is my prediction going into the season. Obviously, those jobs are going to be won, and those roles are going to be filled as we go through preseason practice in January and then leading up to opening day in February. Uh, let's see. Underscore Nicholas Horry underscore. Does Doty get more playing time than Holinsky next year? I, I think that's kind of a bold statement. I think Luke Doty definitely plays, but does he get more playing time than Ryan Holinsky? I'm going to say no right now. Um, Max Schufo, any chance that Doty starts? I think certainly. I, I really do. I think it's going to be a legitimate quarterback competition as we go through the, uh, the spring and the fall next year. Like, I, I really, really do. Because, again, if Doty has the throwing ability that Holinsky has, he already has the upper hand. I mean, Doty can run. You know what I mean? Like, he can run. And at South Carolina, like I said before, like, I think – you need to have a quarterback that can do both, that can bring, that can be that dynamic playmaker and can beat you with both his arm and his legs. So, I mean, we'll see. You know, there's a lot of other variables. It's like how quickly can he grasp the offense, you know, um, stuff like that. But, I mean, I think certainly he's got a chance. I and mean, I'm not going to sit here and say and predict that Luke Doty will be your starting quarterback next year. But I think he'll, he'll, he'll push Ryan Linsky. I, I think he'll push. I really do. So, we'll see. And I think a lot of it also depends on – I think a lot of it also depends on Mike Bobo, what he wants to do, what his schemes are, or what uh, you know, what his philosophy, what his offensive philosophy is going to be. Um, and you'll actually hear me talk about that with Marshawn Lloyd here coming up in the interview, which is a perfect segue to that. Appreciate the listener questions, guys. Um, again, got a phenomenal interview. I know probably – you guys are like, dang, you got Marshawn Lloyd on the show. But, uh, yeah, hit up Marshawn last week, spoke to him. Awesome kid. Really, really awesome kid. I know someone we're all excited to see in Garnet and Black, and I'm so pumped for you guys to hear this interview with Marshawn. It's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Guys, SeatGeek, the best ticket-buying app by far, the only ticket-buying app I use, and the only one that I recommend. Go down the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. guys. They've got tickets to literally everything from Gamecock sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, whatever you need tickets to. Literally anything and everything, SeatGeek has got it. They've got a great ticket rating system which rates the tickets for you 
based on the type of deal you're getting. So you're always going to have that peace of mind when you click the buy button. You're never going to be worrying about overpaying for tickets or not getting or not knowing what you're paying for. SeatGeek breaks all that down for you. They make the ticket buying process super simple and super easy. So again, that is our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. All right, guys, enjoy this interview with future Gamecocks running back Marshawn Lloyd. All right, joining us today on the Spurs Up show is a man that hails from Hyattsville, Maryland. He played his high school football at DeMatha Catholic High School, just finished up actually a USC commit, and one of the top running back prospects in the entire country, actually ranked 39th in the country by 247 Sports and 31st by Rivals.com. I'm very pleased to welcome the show. Future Gamecocks running back Marshawn Lloyd. Marshawn, appreciate you taking the time, man. It's a pleasure to have you on. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Marshawn, I want to start with just kind of this whole process. Obviously, you're a guy that, you know, coming up through the high school ranks in Maryland, one of the top running back prospects in the entire country for a while now. I know you committed way back in May before your senior year got going. I think a lot of guys are doing that, obviously, with the signing period being moved up. And also, you just want to get it out of the way and focus on football when your high school team's season comes around. But just talk about overall for you, not just South Carolina, but when did the recruiting process really start for you? And just coming from someone like yourself, who is a top prospect, what is that recruiting process like? Because I, you know, you have a laundry list of offers. Obviously, I know sorting through that can, yeah, I'm sure the recruiting process can be stressful at times. But what has the process overall been like for you? Okay, yeah, definitely. The recruiting process for me started, you know, early as uh, my eighth grade year, going into ninth grade year. I was offered my first scholarship offer from Maryland. Um, it's very different because, you know, coming from uh, not having offers to, you know, getting at a young age. But for me, my the recruiting process has been – it can be good and bad at the same time. You know, uh, it's definitely a blessing in disguise, you know, getting a, an offer at a young age and being to go to college for free. Uh, but, you know, the constant, you know, college coaches calling, you know, constant uh, more than – especially with, with me, more than, you know, 20-plus schools calling at the same time. Uh, it can get very um, challenging and, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, you're going to college for free. Uh, it's definitely a, a blessing. And um, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Uh, but the only that, that gave me that was um, hard for me was, you know, you know, communicating with coaches constantly from time out of time every single day. So, you know, getting, uh, getting rid of the get, – being, me being able to um, have uh, these offers and – commit to South Carolina, South Carolina early was uh, very good for me. Now, we already talked about, again, the laundry list of offers you had, and you talked about all those coaches calling you. Did you kind of have an idea in your mind of, like, what type of school you wanted to go to? Like, what was there anything that you were able – you know, what help, how were you able to whittle down the list, I guess, if you will? Because, again, you have so many people reaching out to you, so many coaches wanting yeah. you to come to their school. Like, what were, I guess, the initial things that, I guess, you as a player specifically were looking for in your in your college experience? Uh, really, nothing specifically. Well, being able to play, you know, being able to play at a, a young age, you know, um, you know, I feel like the best place is like uh, where I can have like the best career, best opportunity. And I just feel like, um, you know, when you know, you know, uh, South Carolina. Uh, I visited down there for just one time, and I like like everyone tells you, like when you know, you know. I uh, felt like it was just my home, and everything just fell right into place. 
Yeah, that was going to be my next question for you, actually, because, again, obviously you picked the Gamecocks um, back in May. What, you know, and I know you just went into it when you know, you know, but was there anything specifically, I guess, what did specifically stick out to you? I mean, was it just the second you hit campus you knew or, like, the relationship with the coaching staffs or, again, the opportunity to play early? Because I think, you know, you already know this, but going into 2020 season, it's going to be a pretty open competition at running back, and I'm sure you're someone who's going to get – obviously going to get the opportunity to start, but definitely going to play and get a lot of carries. But, I mean, what overall went into the decision where you decided that South Carolina is the place for me? You know, man, you know, with me and my family, it's all about uh, who's most genuine to you. And um, I felt like uh, everything South Carolina told me, and it's been like getting relationships with the coaches, I just felt like it was the, the most genuine. And, you know, that's that's when it begs to comes to it, – it's really big when it comes to football, you know, and just the relationship you make with different people is uh, who's the most genuine. And I just felt like South Carolina was the most genuine, and I, that's the reason why I picked South Carolina. Now, obviously, I know during your recruiting process, at least going back to last year, South Carolina made a change at the running back coach position, Bobby Bentley sliding over to coach tight ends, and then coach Thomas Brown coming in, which I think if you ask any South Carolina fan right now, Thomas Brown making a huge impact at that position. Just talk about, you know, when he got the job, I guess, your relationship with him and what your thoughts are on, uh, on playing for Coach Brown. Oh, yeah, playing for Coach Brown would be amazing. My relationship with him is actually growing, re like, really well. Uh, I actually just came from lunch with him. Um, it's definitely uh, a good relationship. Him and Coach Bopo came down to for a visit. So it's, it's, been, it's been really good. Um, you know, he actually is close friends with one of my uh, – one of my current running back coach at DeMatha. Uh, it, it really got me close to him. Um, I'm, I'm getting to know him a, a lot more. Uh, he's a great coach. You know, he, he played the game at Georgia. He, he knows what he's doing. Um, it's, I believe him at South Carolina, he's really going to make big things happen, and he's, he's changing He's changing everything at South Carolina and making it uh, a great place for me and it, the future backs to come. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you've seen his highlights. He was a pretty good back in his day, no doubt. <laughs> no oh, yeah, doubt. He, he was really good. Yeah, for sure. So, you, you just talked about, actually, you just met Coach Bobo. Give me your just kind of quick impressions on him. Obviously, just got the job a couple of days ago. But, uh, you know, what are your early impressions on playing in a Mike Bobo offense? Oh, yeah, I, I love it. Um, I talk to him a lot. Um, he's a, he seems like a really great guy. And, he, you know, his favorite thing is to, is to run the ball. And, you know, me being a running back is – that's that's the running back's dream is to constantly run the ball, you know, you know, take off some um pretty much some pain off the the passing the pass game. So it pretty much him coming in and having this style of offense and, you know, pretty much having the run game to help out the pass game is something that I really like and I, I'm looking forward to. For sure. So just taking a look, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, just sort of the national rankings for you. You know, you're a top 40 prospect on both the major recruiting services in 247 Sports and Rivals. And actually in Rivals, you just got, what was I think a week or maybe more like two weeks ago, you got your fifth star. Um, I know that's something you really, you know, guys at least say they don't really focus on, you know, you just kind of go play the game, whatever happens, happens. But tell me how that felt, I guess. What did that mean to you? Because, I mean, it is an exclusive club a guy who is a five-star prospect. I mean, did that did that mean anything to you at all? Was it just kind of another thing to – another accolade for you? Kind of what was the significance of it, if any, for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. It definitely means something to me. Uh, I was actually a five-star before, and it was taken away because they thought that I was a bigger guy who couldn't, um, you know, move. And I, I love proving people wrong. Um, it's something that I've always loved. And, you know, being able to show people what I can do and just constantly, you know, in the future as well, showing people what I can do, it, it really was a, a big achievement for me to show, you know, show different people, like different reporters and everyone is to show them what I could do. Um, the fifth star coming was, was definitely special for me. 
And but at the end of the day, I'm about to go into college. Um, you know, fifth star means nothing to you. You're just starting over. So it was definitely a great, you know, experience at the moment. But you know, time to time to move on and um, get ready for college. For sure. So obviously, Marshawn, there's a plethora of film out there. But for Gamecock fans who maybe haven't seen a ton of film on you, um, just heard more about you. Describe your running style to someone who's maybe never seen you play. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in the field. I'm easy to make someone miss. Uh, my breakaway speed is um, is, is very good. Uh, so uh, just just make sure you're watching because it's it's going to be fun, and uh, I'm gonna give you guys something to enjoy. No doubt. I, I want to get your take also on, uh, you know, I talked about Thomas Brown, Mike Bobo. How, how's, the, how's the relationship with Coach Will Muschan? Because I know obviously he has a, he's had a major, major part in your recruitment. I think, what was it, last week you put on your Instagram story, you and Coach Muschan yeah. home visit. Just, just talk about what that relationship is like with him, not only with you, but I guess your family as well. Oh, yeah, he's Coach Muschamp is an amazing guy. I love Coach Muschamp. And uh, he's a big reason why I'm at South Carolina. You know, he's, he's just a genuine guy. You know, everything he said to me, it just seemed like everything he said to me was the truth. Uh, he's a real genuine guy. He, he loves my family. You know, he's close with my family as well. Uh, I, I met his family. So it's it's definitely, uh, you know, it's a whole big, happy family over here. And Coach Muschamp is the biggest reason why I'm at South Carolina. And I and he's just a good coach, and I can't wait to go over there and show him, you know, exactly what I could do to help help the team out. Now, you said something I thought was uh, was very telling and very mature of you, really, that when you get to college, you start over, right? All those stars, they really don't matter. What's you in high school doesn't matter. When you get on campus, it's all about what are you doing here. What is the thing, and you're going to be an early enrollee, which is obviously a huge thing. A lot of guys do that nowadays, but it's obviously a huge leg up to go ahead and get on campus, get in the weight room, get involved with spring ball, stuff like that. What's the thing you're looking to improve the most on, I guess you could say, the, the minute you get on campus? You know, the minute I get on campus, just to, you know, grow up. You know, it's time, it's time to grow up. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be away from – I'm going to be away from my family. You know, just being able to, you know, grow up early, grow up quick, and just being able to, you know, be alone and uh, work on myself, you know, better myself, help better myself. So pretty much just going to, getting on campus early, you know, uh, being able to work on things like, you know, little things like as well as athletic wise, being able to work on, you know, getting in the weight room um, as well as, you know, uh, my speed and everything. So I think getting there early is definitely a big advantage for me. For sure. So I want to ask you this personally and team goals, because I know obviously, you know, you kind of set out, you, you're obviously a goal setter, you set out goals. Do you have any for your freshman season or really your entire career specific goals that you've already kind of laid out in your mind? And obviously team goals coming to South Carolina, I imagine the goal is to win a championship. But just talk about those goals. I mean, do you have anything set out right now that you, you are wanting to and looking forward to accomplishing while you're at South Carolina? Really just for me, I just want to do whatever is best as possible, you know, to help the, the Gamecocks out, help my teammates out. I don't really have any um, individual, you know, teammates that I, I really want, but um, – you know, just helping the team out, just uh, showing everyone what and how good South Carolina can actually be. That's that's my overall goal. I just want to um, be able to help my teammates out and just, you know, just do whatever I can as much as possible. For sure. So I'm going to get you out of here, Marsh Marshawn, but last question for you. Obviously, you've seen game day. You've seen the campus. You've seen everything, what it's like to be a Gamecock facility. If you had to pick one thing specifically or maybe the thing you're most looking forward to when it comes to being a Gamecock when you get on campus or when you get out there on game day, what's the one thing you're most looking forward to with your time at South Carolina? Just pl playing in front of the fans, you know, uh, 
Planet Funding fans, it, it, we have the best fans in the country. Uh, South Carolina's fans are, are, the, are the craziest, and, and I love it. Just the, football, the football atmosphere there is, is so amazing, and I, and I can't wait to play in front of them. All right, perfect. Well, Marshawn, I really do appreciate the time, and I know I speak for all Gamecock fans, and I say we cannot wait to see you in Garnet and Black. I think it's going to be a really fun three to four years, and uh, keep working hard. I mean, we, like I said, we can't wait to watch you. It's going to be a blast. Definitely. I appreciate it. All right, perfect. So for Marshawn Lloyd, I'm Chris Phillips. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on another episode of the Spurs Up Show. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.